0: This is the Love and Sex Unfiltered Podcast, hosted by licensed marriage and family therapist and certified Gottman Method couples therapist, Sonia Jensen. Let's dive into the unfiltered side of what it takes to create communication, intimacy, and chemistry, not just in relationships with a partner, but the relationship you have with you. Here's your host, Sonia Jensen. Hello,
1: and welcome to the Love and Sex Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Jensen. And I'm your co-host, Ophelia Kinnersley. And today is the very first ladies' happy hour. I think that's what we're going to call it.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say, and then I, like, fumbled my words.
1: (laughs) And this is why I take over.
2: Sure, let's <laughs> go with that. So it's absolutely fine. I don't feel threatened at all by your powerfulness, Sonia. Thank Johnson. you. I
1: appreciate that. Well, we have some amazing guests here. <laughs> These are our friends Michelle and Wendy joining us on the podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I wish you could have heard our bloopers and outtakes before we got started on this. It's going to be really fun. We will edit those out for when we become
2: millionaires, and then we'll pull them up like Soleil Moonfi and Val Kilmer and have a whole Seriously. thing about it later on. That so,
3: good.
1: So what are we talking about today, Ophelia? This is yeah. a surprise <laughs> don't don't for all of us. We, we don't for know. For those
2: of you all who don't know, the ins and outs of the podcast are that I make all the production notes and show Mm -hmm. notes. And I do all the research because Lady Sonia is always helping her clients. Mm. And so in order for me to take over that part of the business, that's what I do all day long. So we are going to typically talk about love mapping and during fondness and admiration and what it truly looks like in relationships because mm-hmm. i think michelle and wendy who listen to the podcast have mm-hmm. very healthy relationships and what it truly looks like day to day so the good the bad and the ugly yeah. well, girl, did
1: you just call me yeah. ugly no girl. Oh, okay. why? Why girl,
2: so, girl
1: so why don't we just go around and say how long we've been married all right, yeah. so I've been married for 17 sixteen years this year. So. Not yet, it's fifteen. Because I've been Somebody
2: married is longer such than a you. hate do you see <laughs> what happens in the show? Like, it's fine podcasters. You can't see us fighting underneath the it's table. Fine. Don't it's worry. It's fine. So I've
1: been
3: married
2: almost sixteen years. Almost.
1: Mm. I've been married sixteen years. <laughs> Not competitive at all. Um, I've been married 15 years
3: and I've been married 21
1: years. All right.
2: But I was friends with my husband before we got married, like for a significant <laughs> amount of time. So I definitely have all you guys be in that. So. So what was
4: the significant number of
2: Six years. Okay, we're friends the for there. six Five. years. Five.
4: Five. <laughs> but
2: no competitive <laughs> guess against yeah, Michelle, who we all love too. So, but you went to high school with your husband. No, I
4: didn't. I met and him not two, high school, two on college. college. Yes. Two. Well, I met him at 18. I couldn't have really done much younger. Oh, my gosh. Actually, you did much younger.
1: I did much younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were I like 12? Were I was 16 yeah. when I met so Eric. So, again. Sonia was 16 wow. and three quarters working at the buckle. I was working at the buckle. And for yes. those of you who don't know what the buckle is, you're missing out. You can Google it. It's, Millennials, you can Google it. I know. For those of us that worked at the Buckle, it's like the Midwest place to get yeah. your jeans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like the lucky brand consultant. I used to buy dream jeans. Dream jeans literally hit right above your vagina. Oh, geez That's why they're called the dream jeans. <laughs> okay. <teen. laughs> <laughs> so basically, you'd walk really around like that. basically with your ass crack hanging out. And yeah. you wear a chunky belt with it too. Oh, right? absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Okay. I didn't shop at the Buckle. We yeah. shopped yeah. at
2: Express. That's where I work.
1: Oh, well. So. Were they lower
4: than the Abercrombie low-rise? Like, because I remember those. Like, I just
1: remember, like, the pubic bone is, like, <laughs> okay, right there. And if you didn't shave, you were about to, like, oh, no way. <laughs> oh 100%. Oh. And you have children out of this uh, buckle relationship. (laughs) I do. I actually sold my husband a shirt, and that's how we met. Should we sue the buckle if you have any uh, vaginal? I didn't bother with a button. with
2: these pull-on? I feel like why bother? We are digressing (laughs) from um, environmentally (laughs) friendly jeans to,
1: (laughs) and this is why I became a sex therapist, right? The podcast is
2: already out of control. I cannot rein it back in. So let's talk about
1: love mapping then. So love mapping is the Gottman's fancy way of saying like, how well do you know your partner's inner world? And how Mm. well known do you feel by your partner? Like that's the emotional connection piece of things. Right. And then building fondness and admiration on top of that, Is all about getting out of like a negative confirmation bias and looking for the positive things and voicing those to your partner that you see them doing or attempting to do, even if it's imperfect. And I think if you research any couple that comes into a couple's counselor's office, there's always some issue in the love map that ends them there. Like they're disconnected. They don't really feel well known or seen or heard talked over that sort of thing. So I think it's a common issue that every relationship has to be very well aware of. Right. Mm -hmm. I also think that you see couples at the
2: beginning of their relationship who are probably just trying to figure those things out. And then you've got your couples who are 15, 16, 18 years married, Mm -hmm. and they forget, they still need to know some of the inner workings of their partner you're not the two ships sailing in the night right we all are working constantly we're
3: always changing and and we always it's funny it's kind of a dichotomy because it's like you feel like you know that person so well but you also realize that every day you're learning something new or you should be you know you should be looking for the things that you don't really understand or know about them yet and try to keep a little bit of mystery I, I, think, I
1: like that. I think that's a good word to use mystery. Yeah. I, there is a researcher in our field. Her name is Esther Perel. And she talks about, she has a book called, oh, what, oh my God, what is it called? I love Esther Perel. She wrote the book State of the Union. And then she also wrote Mating in Captivity. So mm-hmm. basically, the idea that, All of us want to have some sort of mystery in Mm -hmm. order to increase Mm -hmm. sexual desire Mm -hmm. and that when we lose that, Mm -hmm. sex can become more boring and life Mm -hmm. can become more boring if you feel Mm -hmm. like you know everything about your partner.
0: Yes.
4: Well, nobody wants that. Somebody like, you don't want to think that everybody knows everything about you. Mm -hmm. Then what
1: are you going to talk about? Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Nothing. Right. Right. I'm sorry. You're assuming couples are talking. Let's start there. Let's start there. Wendy and I were were driving in the car, and we were talking about how it's like pulling teeth to get couples to spend like 20 minutes a week talking to each other.
4: I literally just had this conversation with a group over the weekend, and Mm. I was shocked because we were talking Mm. about date night, and I... I find, I mean, date night's important, right? I mean, I I find Mm -hmm. it very important. You gotta get away from the kids, get out of that element, and Mm -hmm. just talk. And they're like, no, we we don't do that. I can't imagine, like, what would we talk about? We have nothing to talk about. And I felt so sad and, like, instantly texted my husband because I'm like... Oh, they, they have nothing to talk about. I'm like, we talk all the time. We might be talking about other people, but we're talking
1: uh, about something. Listen, I mean, why do you have friendships if not to gossip about well, them, right?
3: Right.
2: Right. My husband knows everything. I'd be like, girl, I mean, hey, and he's like, woman, because my husband's from England. Woman, I'm not your girl. I'm, I know, but sometimes I forget because you're my best friend. He's like. All right. Mean? Tell me what you got with that. That is like,
3: interesting,
2: he's too. He's right. totally. Uh-huh. We are, we are uh-huh. two old ladies sitting mm-hmm. on the porch together gossiping. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. We can never go into a retirement home together. <laughs> They're they kick,
0: kick us out. out. <laughs> they can kick you out.
1: No.
2: No, no. I think having having that sense of, like, mm-hmm. you are my best friend. Yeah. Like, we came into this marriage together. Like, yeah. we're a team together. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight gonna tussle it's not gonna be perfect yeah. but before I leave out of this house and when I come home like I'm coming home to be with you I'm here mm-hmm. to be with you like you've got to build that at a very very early foundational part of your relationship and people lose that yep. babies mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. and jobs. family, you Mm -hmm. know, if you came into the marriage with a child, if you're having a child in the marriage, if you have IVF treatments, if your Mm -hmm. job is terrible, you know, like Mm -hmm. COVID, having to be in COVID. I told him, I was like, Mm -hmm. we have a one pound, 14 ounce micro premium. We made it through that. I -hmm. thought COVID was going to break us. I was like, when are you? (laughs) Isolation. Right. Right. I love you. When
1: are you going to leave? Right. (laughs) Get out of this house. Oh
2: my (laughs) God. I'm a successful business. You hear all, all day huh oh oh the governor said you can't go nowhere (laughs) no kill that governor
4: (laughs) i don't mean that oh my god fbi don't come for me (laughs) my sister told her husband i i miss missing you
1: (laughs) right that's what yes I really was like well said (laughs) well and I think that brings up another really good point you Mm -hmm. have to have some level of independence and self-awareness and doing self-care and things just for you to enrich what you do bring into the relationship because if you spend all day every day together and you're not Mm -hmm. really enriching your own personal life how are you enriching your relationship then Mm -hmm. right when you spend all day every day i know
2: a lot of friends i have friends who they work together yeah and they live together Mm -hmm. but they have to vacation separately because (gasps) then they have nothing to talk about he goes on vacation with his friend she goes on vacation with her friends because they live and work together so they don't get much time
3: apart from each other i've noticed a difference since he's worked from home like just our conversation like Just him going off to work and just being able to come home and not seeing what I'm doing because he's just literally right next door in the sunroom and I'm usually like in the kitchen or doing stuff in the house. And so it's like, we still kind of see each other. So we know what each other is really doing. And so it's kind of like, sometimes I'm like, you know, it's too boring. You know, how are you doing? What'd you do today? It's almost too boring to like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I just... I, I have noticed a difference since he's been at home. So then what yeah.
2: have you been doing now since, because all of our husbands, yeah. with the exception of Sonia, no. have been, had no. to stay home no. because Eric is in school. And so poor thing, he had to still go to school. I
1: got oh, to poor thing. Now. Yeah. <laughs> See, Eric, <laughs> I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: Mine still went home. Mom No, and your husband, yeah. oh my gosh. He
4: never stayed home. Thank the Lord. That's wow. another topic. But go- what did you <laughs> do to well, make
3: to get over that? I was telling Sonia on the way here, I said, What helps us, for some reason, Saturday mornings, we, like, get up, and it's just our time together. And we don't have littles. Like, we have teens, and so we have that freedom. They do sleep. We've got two in college. And we just literally get in the car, we go to Starbucks, we both enjoy it, and then we just drive for an hour. We don't drive anywhere specific, but the whole thing is we just have to talk. Like, we just whatever's on our mind and it's funny because it'll start off kind of shallow like oh you know this and that happened this week or this and that but then it like gets deeper and deeper like as we drive and just kind of like well why do you feel like that and what caused that and and it just seems like by the time we're done like I feel a sense of he knows me and he gets me and it was like really satisfying and like we can start our weekend that but so it's sweet. like I love it. but it's just our time you yes. know and it's like and we still try to do a date sometimes but even then like when you're tired and it's like it's seven up. o'clock and you just want to shove the food in your pie hole like <laughs> literally you're not like oh let's talk deeply you know right. I mean but for some reason car rides we just we just do and we're not staring at each other sometimes when you're not like looking that person in the eye too True. like Basically. just being able to like look outside and just think about what you're feeling and what you're thinking and it's cathartic. I like so, that.
1: I love yeah. that. And I think the way every couple finds their sort of niche for connecting, yeah. it works for them. I don't think that there's this kind of prescribed way that you have to do it. Yeah. Right. Although yeah. I would say that to get into a habit, you almost have to be a little more prescribed yeah. in, in how you connect with each other until you get yeah. used to it because there's so much distrust because of the lack of follow through yeah. and the consistency. So you almost have to bring that in. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I
1: guess yeah. I mean, being
2: consistent. <clears throat> I mean everybody's trying to be inconsistent be consistent in something, right? Mm -hmm. And so like your husband's going to school and so that's Mm -hmm. gonna cut down on the amount of time that you have in any given week Mm -hmm. to spend time together. So what are you guys doing? I know you said you had like coffees in the morning and stuff. Is Mm -hmm. that your like ritual of connection that you guys do?
1: Yeah, I force my husband to wake up at five forty-five every morning. (laughs) Okay. First of all,
2: she doesn't have to force him because Uh, Lila's up.
1: Well, okay, but then there is coffee involved. And I have to make it. And then I might have to put a boob in his face sometimes <laughs> to wake him up. It might happen. It might have happened today. I'm not for sure.
4: I'm sure he couldn't think of a better way to wake up. I'm just it's like, come listen, on. going to be listen. like best bent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I but know. My husband's like, I'm always awake before you. <laughs> <laughs> Hand on boob. So, do yeah.
3: you wake up with in your face? <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: a not a paycheck.
4: <laughs> <laughs> not the same effect
2: definitely it. not the stock market okay. ratings you guys think my husband <laughs> no, wakes up with so not the same, no <laughs> you know our ritual is definitely like planning the vacations mm. and sitting and talking about travel like, it's an almost like, constant state of we were watching something on Mm -hmm. TV and I'm like oh my gosh we should go there and then he and I will start to google it and there's a VBRO one day we can go stay there and Mm -hmm. it's it's just constant because we enjoy traveling and it involves so many layers and steps and it's not just Mm -hmm. my part of my other business it's in my everyday makeup so Mm -hmm. we just constantly are dreaming about the next vacation Mm -hmm. and then we're on vacation talking about (laughs) the next vacation (laughs)
1: That is one thing I've learned when I vacation with you. I'm like, stop it. Don't talk to me about the next cruise. Because then I'm like, yeah, I'll throw down $15,000 for a cruise I can't afford right now. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally do it. It sounds wonderful. We are not going to
2: talk about your financial commitment to the cruising industry right now. Okay? Oh, okay. I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm just, I'm just
1: saying. I'm just saying. But in the Gottman Method, we call that rituals of connection. The, the times that you are purposefully setting aside to just connect with your partner. And a lot of couples love watching shows together and then having the ability to talk about the shows they're watching. Yeah. But if you're not talking and you're not really connecting over time, it might be okay for one week here and there. But if you're really not connecting and being purposeful and intentional with getting to know each other and asking questions, what we call open-ended mm-hmm. questions, so things that can't be answered with a yes or no, you're going to lose touch and you're going to disconnect that emotional bond that you need to have in order to grow together
2: are you seeing people i mean the college season just started like wendy Mm -hmm.
0: has now
2: two children in college like Mm -hmm. are you seeing people coming in your office who they just shipped off alexandria to college Mm -hmm. and now they're empty nesters Mm -hmm. now they didn't put in the work for their love map now where do they They their kids at college Mm -hmm. you know are they coming into your office and you're having to work with them to rebuild
1: back that relationship that they didn't tend to? I mean, it's actually interesting. No, I would say that's when a lot of divorces happen because they let it like once you're, you become empty nesters and you already haven't been putting that investment in, usually turning it around at that point. Most people don't have the energy to do it. Like they've been holding their breath waiting for that. Mm. You know, I see. I actually get a lot more people with younger children Or in this case, many millennials are getting premarital counseling now more so than I think that we've ever seen like for issues before they even get married, which Mm -hmm. I think the research showcases that there's a 30% reduction in divorces if a couple gets premarital counseling. I think that's awesome because we all did counseling Mm -hmm. before.
3: (laughs) We
4: we were married in the church and we had to have. No, us too. Yeah. The little weekend that we had to spend created a whole hell of an argument so i'm not even gonna credit that to anything (laughs) oh no i will i still will never forget this we had to write down the head index cards they asked a question and they wanted responses Mm -hmm. to feed off of right so that they could use as examples to talk about Mm -hmm. well i guess mine was obvious. i mean they're anonymous nobody pointed fingers clearly but he knew that it was my question (laughs) 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 so anyway but no, so I'm not going to credit that to anything, oh. that's okay. No, don't say, don't do it. I'm just saying the one particular church thing that I went to did not help with anything. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and I think there there's a difference between good premarital yes, counseling exactly. and right. not so good great. Right. Yeah. And the
4: pastors are not always right. Go get somebody who went to school for it. Just don't say <laughs> no. I still
1: yeah. remember that my pastor told us that the the Bible says the only way you can have sex is facing each other. <laughs> well he called it missionary and i looked at eric and i was like what the hell is missionary and eric was like facing each other and i was like oh did you okay. need the blanket with the hole i it? i, did. I was like, well, i was like i was like eric we already do that and eric's like shut up sonia shut shut up <laughs> you're not supposed to have premarital sex on no, you we no we weren't we weren't i hope my parents don't listen to this i still think they think we what i think i think that's a really good topic do you drive the car before you buy it
2: oh my gosh i didn't drive any
1: cars before i met my whatever husband. we are not gonna sex shame here i do think that there are there's a lot of people who struggle with sexual shame because they were told, don't let your body be aroused. Don't think of yourself as sexual. But as soon as you sign that paper and you, you promise to God and everyone that you're going to love this person, that all of a sudden that changes. And for a lot of people, that does not change. For the vast majority of people, it doesn't change.
4: I have oh. a hard time picking out throw pillows. I'm gonna test drive that car. I'm sorry. I just, like, you know, I can. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I'm so happy we have you on, Michelle. So this so has cool. been.
1: For you guys myself. think I'm sexual. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Michelle's going to win this <laughs> one. <laughs> just saying. Huh? That's a big I mean, that's yeah. a big deal. It's like, you know,
3: lifetime.
4: Yeah. I mean, you'll get better at it. But
3: anyway. <laughs> you will get better
4: you at it. Be better at you it, at you it, will. But, yeah. Well, as
3: you get you to, know. back to love mapping. As, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Thanks no, 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 for staying saying, on topic, Wendy. I'm just saying, like, as, as you get to know your partner more, right. it. It does get better, you know, it just does because you have more intimacy, you know them more, you understand what they desire, what, you know, it's more personalized. It's just for couples that actually Mm -hmm. talk about sex. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole
2: nother topic and entity in itself so how that looks Mm -hmm.
1: there's a lot of research to back up what you're saying though in Mm -hmm. terms of attachment theory right like the idea Mm -hmm. is that people have better sex the safer they feel in a relationship Mm -hmm. that's not for everybody i mean we can't span that across the whole population but there is, is a large case to be made that sex becomes even more wonderful the more well known that person becomes and the safer that relationship is. There's trust, yeah. right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh, there's trust built in there and right. safe. And yeah.
1: Yeah, the idea that you can explore more of yourself because it's safer. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
2: She she said explore more and like everybody like stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> Not a dirty thing what she's no, talking no, about. No, exploring no, means no, many, many
3: things.
2: No, plan. no, like everybody was like,
4: no. No. <laughs> they're like Oh, just okay. thinking, right? I have a question. So, you mentioned earlier scheduling this ritual. Yeah. How important mm-hmm. is that? Do you think to schedule it instead of giving an example of where I'm going with this with my husband? If I come at him with a lot of questions it might start an argument he's not ready to talk I gotta wait and when he's Mm -hmm. ready to talk he will just talk 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 chat to Kathy we can go for hours it could be in the middle of the night he wakes up he just wants to talk and I'm I will be there to talk because I know I need to be there when he's ready otherwise I won't get anything from him right is it that important to schedule it or is it okay to Mm -hmm. just let it happen when it happens naturally
1: I think that's a really good question it depends on the couple like if you like we call it like an emotional bank account balance. If you're regularly chatting with each other and seeing the good things in each other and you're regularly putting deposits into that bank account balance, I don't think you have to be as structured or as scheduled, but for couples who are Mm -hmm. not putting any kind of intentional deposits into that bank account balance, the need to learn how to depend on something does require some sort of scheduling. But I would say like you schedule it for a while to get into the habit of it and then trust is built and you can get to that point where it's more spontaneous. And there's different
2: things too, like scheduling a date night or time to be together is not the, you wouldn't to your calendar 20 minutes Mm. like we need 20 minutes sit down and talk you know it's a regimented picture right so there's different circumstances (laughs) I mean you know she sees couples that they live in the same house and don't talk to each other for days or weeks Uh like it's high and by pay this bill go pick Uh this kid up like their conversations only based on the functionality of their home. Their roommates,
1: essentially. They are. Friends. She
2: says that all right.
1: the time. A hundred percent. Yeah. The roommate, think, is... A trap that a lot of couples fall into especially after children come. Right.
4: Mm -hmm. It's all business and they're fine.
1: It's all business. There's a study that came out out of a university in California that the average dual income couple with kids spends 20 minutes a week talking to each other and of that I know and of that it's mostly bills or child stuff or household responsibilities conversations that's average and that I mean you can imagine that's going to have a a direct link to loneliness depression anxiety sexual dysfunction. Hmm. Wow. And then you had a pandemic on top of that. So yeah. If you've never learned to talk to each other and now you're in the house together all the time. Wow.
2: (laughs) I would, could be a fly on the wall in some relationships like, I just want to know, are y'all okay?
1: I've never seen this many divorces in my entire career. Wow. Like I think three this week. And that's insane. I used to maybe one a year. And at this point, do you feel like the pandemic pushed those? Like, were these couples already on the brink of the divorce and then the
2: pandemic just?
1: I don't even know if it was the pandemic, but there's more and more research is coming out that the people are going to see the fragility of life and Mm -hmm. their choices and be more thoughtful and mindful about how they're living their lives. Essentially, the pandemic is really going to bring in a midlife crisis for almost everybody.
2: I woke up today and decided you ain't the one.
3: Girl. Like, ouch!
1: Boy,
2: yeah. you got to go. That's what I just heard,
3: right? Ooh,
2: get your,
1: you gotta go. Like, oh, oh my god, Neil, I really love you. Not going nowhere. So, but I also think on on the same token, it's forcing people to get help, yeah. and it's also bringing some people closer. So, you know, I don't know if you can look at it. From a general perspective, it, for some people, it's going to make things a lot better. And I saw a lot of couples mm-hmm. who said, we've never had this much time together, and now we're sad. Things are going back to normal because we're going to miss each other. That's nice. So I, I think it can oh, do a lot of good Oh, he tried to things. threaten me, like, I'm going back to
4: work. I was like, I don't know how you're going to get there. I then took your car keys.
2: Is so, <laughs> you walking?
4: So. Well, I feel like in general public, mm. you see people either going opposite directions, like even between friendships. So I'm sure it had a big thing yeah. with relationships. All the fighting, bickering about difference of opinion with the whole pandemic. Yeah. I can only imagine within actual
1: couples how that affected them. Well, we used to think that it was like a lack of time, right? And then... (laughs) And then you you get all the time to think nope. about yourself and your relationship. And you're like, oh, it wasn't the, it wasn't, the it wasn't. Like the, the lack of
4: restaurants didn't help anybody lose weight. We, all have <laughs> the couch
1: with
2: the <laughs> we live in Texas and can get margaritas <laughs> delivered. It's yeah. the happiest thing that's yeah. ever happened that to me. So so, but yeah. I feel like we now in this society in mm-hmm. 2021, it's not a taboo to talk about, that we're in counseling and the it's counseling yeah. like I remember like being in high school mm-hmm. and somebody's like, I'm
3: going to see a counselor and you're like, She's crazy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? right. Well it was much more attributed to it's like true. just, yeah, you're crazy yeah, you're- or I mean, which is a horrible thing obviously to say. Crazy. But like you just that was just the assumption. So it was just had this black cloud over it. Like
4: yeah. You went when something was wrong, not for right for help beforehand or yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean the average couple wakes seven years oh. after the onset of issues oh. before seeking counseling. That's a long time. And so I always applaud couples if they're like one to two years in. I'm like, look at you, you're ahead of the game. Right? <laughs> it's like You're straight, gonna make it. It's gonna oh. be okay. You know, one of the biggest things that showcases early on in counseling if a couple's gonna make it through is how can the counselor turn around the fondness and admiration between the couple because what I look for I will find. And if you can't get a person or a partner to see anything positive mm. in their partner, mm. you're not gonna mm. get anywhere in counseling. Sure. So if you spent 10, 15, 20 years you know developing these negative stories about your partner, that is really, really hard to overcome. So mm. the earlier you see a counselor, the better to just evaluate the stories you're telling yourself. 'Cause we behave off of our stories. So with that fondness mm-hmm. and,
4: and when I was trying to read on this was this it said something about being appreciative of characteristics and not being appreciative of tasks that they do for you. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That That is a really good question. Yeah. (laughs) I have this adjective checklist and it's got like 73 different adjectives, which an adjective describes a noun. So, like, helpful, thoughtful, loving, a good parent, viriles on there. Whoa. I know. If you can't come up with your own, I always pick the harder ones (laughs) just because I'm like mean like that. But I would want somebody to say, babe, that was so helpful. And, you know, when you took out the trash for me, or it was really gentle and kind the way you dealt with you know Susie the other day when she was really upset Uh so you can tie it to a task but i also say use appreciations to teach your partner how to love you best if I really love touch, I would want to pick up on the times that my partner did touch me that week. Like, I mm-hmm. felt so loved or cared for when you put your hand on the small of my back when I, mm-hmm. you know, and rubbed mm-hmm. it while we were in a bunch of people and you could tell I was nervous. That gives your partner really good cues as to how to love you better. And when they're appreciated for it, they want to do it more. Versus mm-hmm. when I, you're constantly criticizing sure. them and telling them what they're
3: not doing. Right. Then well, positive reinforcement, right? What Yeah
4: so if I say I really appreciated the big O last night you think I'll get more of them yes
1: 100% you want want bigger better orgasms to everybody yeah always you know I'm
4: up for the challenge I'm just saying I'm just okay
1: and on that note we are going to
2: end this first ladies happy hour podcast we're gonna film episode two in just a few minutes so stay tuned for more thank you so much for listening
0: there you have it. If this episode hit home for you, take a second to share it with a friend, screenshot it and share it on Instagram or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn more tips and stay connected with Sonia, follow her on Instagram at Jensen. And if you want to find more information, you can check out her website at www.sonyajensen.com. Until next time, remember, stay real, stay unfiltered and dig deep.